Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. No intro, no intro again. Adam Bides in the mud and the show is two seconds old. Hello, welcome to the Villa View podcast. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, joined by Chris Dolan and Omar. This show is proudly sponsored by Luke Roper. If you want to pretend to be a motor car driver like me, you can use the code TVV20 and you'll get 20% off all their goods, including this top. So go nuts, go and spend some money with Luke. Hopefully the guys will appear on screen in a second so I can ask them how they are. Yeah, so- Dolan, you good? Mother-in-law coming yeah. around in a bit. Bad news usually, yeah. but you're, you're okay about it. Clark Watson. No, she's cool, man. She's cool. Shout out to Liz, the mother-in-law, with her sister, Heather. Hi, Liz. Hi, Liz. Yes, yeah. Liz. Friend of the channel, Liz. Friend of the channel. Um, so, yeah, all, all good, man. All, first time I've seen the new house as well. So oh, lovely. lovely. That is good. Liz. Omar, you good? Good, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. No uh, networking event today. That's good. So, uh, I've been free. Uh, I've been in a meeting in Nottingham and then, yeah, yeah lovely, chilling. Lovely. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm prepared today. I mean, you're the only one of the three of us that is prepared because I'm feeling quite tired and a dole and, you know, he's on he's on edge with the mother-in-law coming to see his new house, doesn't know whether she's going to like it or not. Well, so, I was out last night with... with Annie was out last night. And then I'm up at five in the morning. So, you see, it ain't all glamorous down, the, down this uh, London town. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's, that's, that's very true. Very true. true. Let's make a start then. Omar, Watkins and Mings in the England squad. No Esri concert again. Not sure what that guy has to do to get a call up from Gareth Southgate, but I'm sure he is in his thoughts somewhere. Someone sent me a great tweet the other day saying concerts even had a couple of cameos at right back to try and get into Southgate's head and he still hasn't got in the squad. But good to see Mings in there as usual. Watkins may be a little bit of a surprise given that he hasn't scored yet this season he's had trouble with injuries at the start of the season but he obviously made an impression on Gareth Southgate at the back end of last season yeah I, I was surprised really surprised he got in the in the squad because I don't think he's um well it's been a bit of a weird start for him I think he's he's so important to our team and you've sort of seen that in terms of his build-up play and what he brings to the team but in terms of his finishing and what he does in the box I don't think he's been firing at all um and we, we sort of saw that against against Man United and, and also to a, to a 
I suppose a bit, a bit in Chelsea as well when he, he missed a couple of chances as well. So I was surprised he was included because, like I said, he's not he's not been firing. But I think it shows that Watkins is very much in Southgate's thoughts. He would have been picked if he wasn't injured uh, instead of Bamford. I think Watkins brings so much to a team. I think Southgate sees that. Obviously, he likes players who, who press from the front. And as Dino likes to say, you know, Watkins is the best forward, uh, best presser uh, in the league in terms of you know, being a striker. Um, so I think Southgate likes that. And, and he, he is always a goal threat. So I think it's Andorra and Hungary he's going to be yeah. playing against, potentially. So, you know, great chance for him to uh, add to his goal tally. You know, he scored against uh, San Marino in his debut. So great for him, great for Villa. Um, shame for Konza, big big shame for Konza. I think, I think uh, May night was the first time he was dribbled uh, uh, past this season, and I think pretty much he went the whole season last year, pretty much or near near enough without getting dribbled mm. past. Uh, and you know that just yeah, it's one stat, but it shows you what kind of defender he is. He just he just knows how to defend. He's always in the right place, right time. Rolls Royce of a defender, as we know, effortless when it comes to defending. So it's a it's a shame. I'm surprised he wasn't included, but. It is what it is. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's um, his ability to play out from the back. Maybe that's something to do with it. I don't know. Although I think he's been fairly good uh, in, that, in that front for us, especially in that back three. So he's got to keep working at it, keep going, um, and hopefully he'll get his chance. I'm surprised Conor Cody got in, uh, given how, how, how he started. I mean, I really like Conor Cody. I, I think, think he's in for his leadership, season. isn't he, Cody, yeah, more than yeah. anything, and how he is around so, the place. Yeah, I get that. But I think, you know, if you're going to, make changes or give people opportunity these are the kind of games you give give them an opportunity at. uh and, and there's so many leaders in that team already mm. do you need another one i don't know but i mean i, I like on cody i've not no issues against him but i just don't think he started the season that well but as we know southgate likes to reward players who've done well for him in the past and that's basically what he's done it's kind of a weird one dolan because tamori has got the call up and you probably say concert maybe deserves it a little bit more than him whereas tammy abraham banging the goals in for Roma, started really, really well under Mourinho there. I'd say he probably deserves it after the start of the season more, more than Watkins. So it's kind of the wrong way around for me, the Villa players getting called up. Yeah, I'll never understand the uh, the England setup. You know, I've always said it's it's not really picked on form. It's picked on players that the manager can trust. Players that he likes. Um, you know, as Omar said, Connor Cody versus Ezra Konza. Found out a complete, a complete uh, mismatch in terms of, in terms of players at the, at the top of their game. Wolves have had a very different start. We've, we're really picking up now. Uh, and just even based on last season's form, Konzo was, for me, uh, one of the best centre-backs in the division. Easily last season, our, our back our back five, including the keeper, you know, proved that. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little bit, bit miffed at that. Watkins, I saw Southgate kids today in the press conference. I think he just likes, he, likes his, he, he just likes him as a player. You know, he, he said that when he came into the camp, uh, for the first time that, uh, before the Euros, he just got stuck in. You know, he got stuck in. He was just, he just wanted to sort of get involved and, uh, and and make his mark. And he said he was close to being picked for the Euro squad. So I don't, as again, as Southgate alluded to, he's probably not quite there yet in terms of fitness. Um, I said today on a, I was doing a preview for one of the Spurs channels, and uh, I said once once Watkins gets one, I think that'll be him. I think he's he's Agreed. very. Like, He's very close to kickstarting the season. Um, but as we've seen with Watkins, if he doesn't score goals, he just offers so much. He offers so, so much. Even our front two, you know, Ings hasn't scored since um, Newcastle. But again, offers so much, you know, offers both, both of them. Their work rate is just um, is second to none. So 
Um, yeah, you could again. You could argue for Ings as, as well. I mean, I, I don't know. Has Ings retired from international football? No, he just, no, he's just no. just not picked. No, it's not picked. No, he's, he's probably the, the the wrong kind of age for Southgate. I would yeah. say I'm, to be to be getting a call, a call up now when there's younger strikers about. I think Southgate's always going to favour Watkins over Ings because of age. So yeah, yeah. I, mean, so I feel like back to the. Back to the concert thing a little bit, oh, mate. It kind of half feels for, for concert now. Like, you know, Maguire's out this time. I thought Joe Gomez being fit, he'd probably get a call-up this time. He hasn't got a call-up. Ben White mm. and Ben Godfrey have had call-ups before him and maybe needs to change his name to Ben. I don't know. So there's, <laughs> a, there's, there's a lot of players there that you've seemingly, you would think would be ahead of him. And Conce's obviously got the option to play for Portugal and we've seen that Matty Cash is looking like he's going to end up playing for Poland. In some ways, there's... A better pathway for concert in Portugal, isn't there? Because their centre backs, Pepe, Jose Font, they're the, the, the wrong side of thirty-five. I think both of them. Like Ruben Dias, Ruben, Ruben Dias, Dias. You know, go and, go and play for Ruben Dias. Go and play with Ruben yeah. Dias. So it kind of feels like the pathway is more there for Portugal. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I think Matty Cash uh, is pro- has probably a closer affinity to Poland than maybe Konza has to Portugal. Uh, I think um, from what from what I've read, but. There's definitely an option for him there, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does do that because if he keeps getting ignored and he's consistently one of the best defenders in the league, which he has been now for a while, then you know what other option does he have? What else can he do? As you said, he's tried he's tried his position of right back, and uh, that hasn't worked. So he can play, you know, he's a bit like Ben White. You know, Ben White can play right back, centre back, defensive midfield. Konza can fill in two positions as well. He's been one of the best defenders in the league. I, I don't know what else he can do. So maybe maybe Portugal will be an option for him. I guess we'll see. I've no idea whether that's in his thinking or not. But eventually it'll come to a point where, you know, the guy's going to be one of the best defenders in the league. He's going to be worth 50, 60 million pounds and he's not going to be an international footballer. He's kind of gone the route Southgate likes as well. You know, he's, he's played for England at yeah. the 20 level. He's played for England exactly. at the 21 level. Exactly. So he's, he's a surprise because that's the route and Southgate done, likes. And done well. Yeah. And done well in those levels. He's played well. under I mean, 21 tournaments. Play, like, yeah, and I've seen him play really well and, and started and been sort of the main guy uh, it, well, at the back anyway. So I'm surprised he hasn't had a, had a chance. I don't I don't know has Southgate ever mentioned his name. I think name he named checked him once recently. last season, at the, maybe just before Christmas, yeah. maybe the last international break before Christmas or just after Christmas. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure Dina said something about you know I, I've spoken to Southgate and he's very much in his thoughts or something. I remember something like that, but. I don't know. It's a, it's a shame for him, but I think the most important thing for me as a Villa fan is he continues yeah. to do well uh, yeah, for exactly. us. And uh, you know, less less uh, if he doesn't go to England, less chance of him getting poached to somewhere else. Because we've seen that happen. We've seen that so yeah. many times before. Very very yeah. true. So that, that's that's my thinking at the moment. Uh, as long as he's performing well for us, I don't want to be bothered. Obviously, from his perspective, is he thinking, do I need to go to a better, bigger, better and bigger club to get an England squad? Well, no such thing, Ezra. Partner, There's no such thing. Exactly. The fact that his centre back partner is in the England squad means that hopefully he sees that that you know that doesn't need to be done. So as long as he's performing well for us, I don't yeah. care. I'll be in, in other news this week, do you remember a few years ago, Dola, when Perslow came out and said he wanted the under twenty threes team to be populated full of seventeen and eighteen year olds? Mm. Well, we've we've got that now, and they go to Stoke and they win eight. Yeah, no. So Perslow's yeah. got his wish. What everything he said from that kind of perspective, has, has come true. And Villa's Youth Academy and Youth System looks in a brilliant place and looks like it's going to be providing first-team players for years to come, which is is an excellent turnaround from, from where the academy was at before the new regime came in. It's terrifying, man. Our, our academy is terrifying. You know, I always thought we had a very good academy back in the late 90s, early 90s. We, we brought some really, really good footballers through. Um, some we got rid of that we shouldn't have and, and some didn't quite make it, but... 
you know, we, we've always been affiliated with a very, very impressive youth setup. And we've always brought them through and we've always given them a pathway. That sort of went out the window under the end of learner's regime because obviously managers were, were far too afraid to, to risk playing yeah, young players and, and losing their jobs. So, um, again, give, give Smith full, full credit. You know, he'll play. If you're good enough, he'll play you. You know, look at, look at Jacob Ramsey. I mean, I can't believe there's not more people talking about this guy. He is, for me, being one of the standout players in the Premier League. Him and McGinn and Louise have started the season like a house on fire since Louise has come back with, um, from, from international duty. He, they, they've been they've been absolutely incredible, and I think I think Ramsey is is um, certainly one for the future. Well, not one for the future; he's one for now. But he's he's only going to get better and better and better. Mm. Um, Archer has come out of come out of nowhere, you know. Um, to throw Archer on when when you're nil nil on Saturday against United again just takes massive massive courage. Um, we've seen Chocolate make it. We've, we've seen Bedance. Um, you know, a couple of lads are off playing on loan. Kessler looks looks like a real talent. Barry's not done much. At Ipswich, but we all know he's going to certainly be be um, be uh, you know a future star. So I'm really excited, man. I've said it before. I've, I've said it before. All for me, all the best players, you know, majority of the best players in world football playing for the current clubs have tend to have come through the youth setup. You know, if you, if you think about it, um, look at Liverpool with Alexander Arnold's. You look um, you look at well, obviously Messi at Barca, but that was obviously that 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 came to a halt. We had Grealish, um, Kane. Uh, you know, there's so many top top players that um, that that you know that I think you know become legends of their clubs. Have all come through the youth setup. You know, Gerard Carragher. I mean, there's you could name so 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 many. So for me, the way we're going, it's just so clever. It's so clever, and it's it's um, financially, it it just makes complete sense. I mean, look at Barca. Barca are an absolute shambles. I was watching. Some um, I was watching some some uh, post match uh, analysis with Ferdinand and Crouch and uh, about about Barca and Cumin and and just they're just a mess. They're just an absolute mess. And um, you know this is this has come from just bad management, bad management from the top. And we're getting it right. You know we're getting it right. And um, we're uh, we're building with youth. And you know tell me a one fan that doesn't that doesn't love seeing a homegrown player play for the club. I mean I'd rather have I'd rather have a Jacob Ramsey come come through uh than spend sixty million on, on a on a player that, that doesn't want to be here, doesn't have any affiliation with the club. I'd much rather have have, have you come through than uh than spend than waste money on 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 um on mercenaries that, that, that just don't want to be at a football club. So for me we've just got a perfect blend and it's only going to get better and better. Uh, it's frightening. It is frightening. I think we really are, as I said before. Give it four or five years, and it'll be something. It'll be something special. Yeah, but Omar saying that, following on from what Dolan says, we we did kind of all, us included, we all put pointed out that we, that we thought we needed a central midfielder, and we did all kind of discount Jacob Ramsey Got it wrong, a, a little Got it bit. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he shows, shows you really, unless you're working at the football club and you know what's going on behind the scenes, you can make make yeah. some bad shots. Because I think every Villa fan would have said we need a central midfielder. I mean, perhaps if we're playing with the three, maybe we still do because. Sanson out injured. We have only got those three in central midfield. I know Chukwemeka can play as a, a 10 as well. But Jacob Ramsey's rise and the academy's rise over the last few years, it just all bodes well for the club. Yeah, definitely. Uh, on the midfield point, I think, you know, definitely I was there think, saying, you know, we need a DM, we need a central midfielder, or we need someone like James Ward-Prowse, you know, 
Um, and I, I'm, I mean, I did see Jacob Ramsey in preseason and thought, well, you know, he looks bigger, looks like a different, different mm. beast, bigger. He looks more physically imposing, and and he obviously had a good, decent preseason. But I didn't expect him to be this good. And I think there's been a number of different factors there. So Jacob Ramsey definitely, he's been so so impressive, so physically dominant in a league that is all about physicality. Uh, you know, you're coming up against some of the most physical players in world football in the Premier League. Let's not forget, and he's matching matching those players every game, single game. The uh, most impressive thing for me is his r- running with the ball as well. He runs at such speed with the ball. Keeps the ball close to him uh, as yeah, well. Keeps, does, the ball, yeah. keeps the ball close to him. So, so hard to tackle against. And and that's such a rare deal to have in, in football. Um, I think the only thing missing from him is obviously that, that end product, which I'm sure will come and he's working on. Obviously, he's working on everything. You can see how much he's improved already. And obviously, but how our coaches improve players, that's massive. I also think Louise and McGinn have, have gone on another level. I think they both had poor seasons last year, but they're playing at the very top of their game this year. Uh, and McGinn looks fitter, Louise looks fitter. I think Louise, especially especially the last couple of games against Man United and Chelsea, you've mm. seen how good he can it's consistency, be. Consistency, isn't it? With, uh, um, with consistency, Louise, yeah, you know. yeah, exactly. That that that's but that, for both of them, for McGinn and Louise, I think it's the it's you know they've started the season so well. It's whether they can continue that form. But I do think Ramsey's helped them massively, and playing in a three's helped them massively because. They both do struggle in the two, but being in a three where Ramsey has so much energy uh, and he covers them so well, you know, he allows McGinn to get forward so much. Louise gets forward now and again as well. We saw that against uh, Chelsea, obviously, with the assist, and he's got an assist, obviously, against Man United as well. I think that they just complement each other so well and it's working so well. On on the youth side as well, I think, uh, you know, I watched the I watched the, the highlights of the, the 8-0 and, you know, yeah, obviously, you know, our youth players are just on another level. Like Philogene uh, Bidace, you know, these types of players are probably too, well, are too good for that level now. And they're sort of knocking on the door. I think there's other players in there as well. I think I'm really, really impressed with, and I'm going to butcher his name. I think I mentioned before, Tim Rogbenham, uh, who oh, signed yeah. from West Brom, a central midfielder. I wouldn't have had a clue how to pronounce his name, but I know who you mean. I'm guessing. I'm guessing anyway. Uh, but he's just so imposing as a defensive midfielder. Again, he looks like one of these players like Chippewamaker and Philogene Bidace, that they're just too good for that level. Um, and he dominates games as well. So I've been really impressed with him. And just Aaron Ramsey as well, we haven't really mentioned. You know, he's, prob- he's probably more talented of the, the, the I think there's three brothers. Yeah, it's three. Two of them have played for Villa. Um, yeah, he, he's probably got a brighter future. And if he can have that same work ethic, you know, he's going to be a massive player for us as well. So, you know, we've already got the, I think, the, well, the fourth youngest squad in the league. And, and the top four is pretty close as well. So it's not like we're way mm. off. Uh, sorry, I don't know what that was. No, no, I know, I know, man. I was pulling, I was pulling behind me when I'm talking about things that happened in the past. We've all got things that we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what time is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. When you look, uh, um, I haven't got watch on. Um, and then, you know, that's only going to that's only going to improve as well with these youngsters coming into the team. Uh, and yeah, and, and you know, we've seen already. I think I was speaking to a Man United fan um, the other day at football, and he was like, "I was just so impressed with with Dean Smith and how." Um, ambitious he was and how uh, attacking he was when that you know it's a nil-nil against Man United he's bringing a striker he on a long time he's bringing striker but not only bringing a striker on he's bringing in Cameron Archer on and Bundy as well um, and Bundy yeah. on and, and you know he's he's bought Chuck Wilmaker Philogene Bidace and games where it's been nil-nil or been winning one-nil or been losing and he's trying to like try and change the game you know he's not he's not afraid to make those brave decisions and that's how players learn that's how they you know you throw them into the fire it's like any environment you throw people into the fire and and the best players, those players who'd be successful, they come out fire. You know, they come out uh, smelling of roses almost. You know, that, that's the kind of players that you want. Uh, and, you know, we've mentioned, you know, Dolan's mentioned there about 
that natural path from youth to, to senior team. Cameron Archer you know, is, is an example where it can work slightly differently, where <laughs> they look a bit lost and look like they're not going to reach uh, the heights that you thought they would. And then suddenly out of nowhere, you know, they, they sort of develop or something happens, they get a bit of luck and that confidence builds. And then suddenly they, you know, they, they take a different route to, to the first team almost. Um, and that's been great to see yeah. as well. So, yeah, really, really positive. I mean, I don't know what else you can say, really. There's not much to moan at, really, at this present time, because it's just it's just working on all fronts. And, and these last couple of weeks especially have been, you know, I think two or three weeks ago, we were all a little bit down um, because it was obviously a bit of a, a bit of a rough start. I, don't, I didn't really. I didn't ever really feel like that, to be honest. I just I, felt that I, I felt I, there were circumstances did, did. of why that was happening. It was, it was, in, it yeah, was injuries. I mean, I... I I did as well, but I, you know, I still was obviously hoping for better. And I think, I think the natural feeling of the fan base was, you know, not oh, maybe down is a bit too strong of a word, but you know, just you know, wanted a better start. Um, but I think today, these last couple of weeks, has just since the Chelsea performance has just lifted everyone uh, massively, and and just you know, I, I thought it would be uh, it takes a bit more time to get to the position we're at now in terms of the level of performances we're, we're putting in, and we'll come on obviously into the Man United game in a second but to put in that performance against a top team it's, it's just outstanding for me honestly to, to to get that kind of performance out of the team so early on in this season where we've had to so many changes play with a new formation um you know we we've beaten big teams before but we've never been so dominant against big teams mm. and that i think that is the big difference for me well, that's something that i've not seen from a villa side since probably the mid to late 90s um, and that's that's and once we once we take our chances thing. you know at once we can start taking yeah, our chances exactly. because Exactly. You know, you look at Chelsea, we didn't take our chances. Uh, United, we didn't take our chances. We got punished at Chelsea, but we, we managed to hang in there against uh, United. But we could have been, like it's like uh, Villarreal. I mean, they could have been five or six up at half time. We could have been two or three up at half time um, on, yeah. on Saturday and we didn't take our chances. And uh, like I said, once Ings, I think Ings and, and Watkins are starting to, they're just starting to, to to sort of understand each other's game and um what where we're lacking in goals from them. They're certainly when it's certainly not lacking in, in uh in work rate and uh you know you look at Ings as assist for uh for Billy's for, for Billy's uh, second. And even on um Saturday it was a, it was a lovely layoff to, to Luis and then Luis sprayed that ball into into Watkins' path and and um probably again should have scored. But um, you know, Ings is is certainly, you know, I think someone tweeted saying that they didn't realize what a good footballer Danny Ings was. You know, yeah, he's a clever um, player, very, very clever, and um, still got a lot of pace. You know, still very quick. Um, so, like I say, once they start gelling, once we get Billy fit, once we get once we get that front three, once Bundy, I think Bundy is still fighting his feet as well. Um, once once the, once it clicks, you know, we're we're, we're only going to get better. We're, we're only going to get better. Um, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was quite impressed with uh, Buendia actually yeah. on because I I've been the same Dolan as you saying you know Buendia I'm just waiting for him to be that 38 million pound player which is probably a little bit hard very early days it is very early what does he fit yeah, into yeah. this into this new formation well, I, I thought, he, I, he isn't I thought into the team yeah I thought he you know when he came on he looked really good against Man United I think he he changed the dynamic of the game a little bit when he came on yeah. and, and he was unlucky with obviously Jacob Ramsey slipping. Sniper Jacob um, Ramsey. That's the only thing he's got to yeah, watch out for Ramsey, at the yeah. moment. The snipers yeah, in the crowd. Did it, the did sniper it, did, did it. Wesley did. Yeah, did a Wesley there. Yeah. Um, but um, I think Buendia can, depending on how we're playing, how the game's going, he could play, still play in that formation, but maybe in Ramsey's position. 
I think I think that was probably that's probably the plan in that formation. But you, you yeah. can't take Jacob Ramsey out no. at the moment. You can't take I any of those midfielders out. Yeah, that man, that yeah. Manchester United game was a, a very very astute performance for, from us. And the, mm. one of the main reasons was those three midfielders because the balance was so good. You you looked at us, and we just looked like a team. Looked at Manchester United, and it was just a bunch of individuals that had been thrown together on a football pitch. Very very talented individuals, but get told to go out there and see what you can do. Villa went out there with a plan with a cohesive system that brought the best out of the out of players and Dean Smith tactically Dolan got it spot on again. And, you know, we, we, last season you watched us and I'm not for one minute, I think I've said this before, not for one minute saying selling Jack Grealish is a, a great thing because he's a fantastic footballer, a world-class footballer. But I was watching us on Saturday and just sat there thinking, we are a far better team now. We wouldn't mm. have gone to Manchester United. I mean, to be fair, actually, we did go to Manchester United and play very well last year, but, but we lost 2-1. But it's just more. It was all around giving the ball to Jack. Let's see what Jack can do. But you watch us on on Saturday. You know, people are stepping up. Everyone's stepping up, and we just look a far, far better team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. Sometimes you need to lose players. Of uh, you know, when, when we were reliant on 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 Grealish so heavily, um, then you know you're not gonna you're not gonna really come out of your shell and fulfil your full potential and we saw that like the back end of last season when when he was out we really struggled you know we had some absolute stinkers um you know Sheffields United uh West Brom you know we had some really really bad results um bad bad performances as well and you know no you know even even Dean Smith came out and said yeah the player I think the players just were just waiting for Jack to come back and for me I don't know like listen I miss the guy and I still I'm still find him it's tough to, to see him in a city shirt but it just feels like the weight of the Clubs, sort of, the, the there was such a, a you know a huge weight because we it was we were just trying to please him, you know, because he's so good and so talented, and he was by far and away, uh, you know, he just he just he just outgrown us. So, I kind of feel now we can build properly and and um, as you say, build a, a real team, you know, build a proper team, and um, honestly, like they, they just look so well coached, you know, they just look really well coached, really well drilled. Um, everyone knows, you know. <laughs> And to come in and play a formation that we haven't predominantly played under Smith at all within three games against Everton, against Chelsea, Everton, and United, you know, all top sides to 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 kind of pretty much just, you know, we 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 we, we were incredible against Chelsea, and um, I I you know I wasn't one for the, I I wasn't a big lover of the formation personally but again you really were were you again prove I wrong remember. you know completely prove wrong and and you know what what do i know really um about the club and about the players nothing like, i'm not there i don't see we don't see what goes on on a day-to-day basis and you know we spoke we spoke at the top of the show about bringing in a, a cdm but we, we don't we don't need one but when you got players like like jacob ramsey and um coming through the club and we, we just don't need one so um for me, I'd, I'd much rather invest fifty million quid in, uh, you know, in the stadium. Much rather invest fifty million quid um, in into the academy. Invest, you know, invest it in the club, you know, in the city instead of investing it in, in something that we don't need. So, um, yeah, I think at the minute our team picks itself. Uh, but unlike last season, we've got so many options that we can bring off the bench. You know, such a threat, such a, a depth. Um, and when we get Bailey and Stan on back there, it's, we're just going to say we're just going to going to get even better. So um, no, I, I fancy us on Sunday. You know, I think I think we, oh, I we might I think we might do a little cheeky two one. Um, you know, we, we we went there last season when they were again the fans. There was, there was about ten thousand of them, but the fans were not happy at all um, with with Levy and the club and and and, and things just happened. 
things haven't got any better. And you know, they've obviously started the season quite well, first three games, but um, they were they were a shambles on on Sunday. And unfortunately, when you when you pick a manager who's probably sixth choice, the players are going to know that, and uh, he's going to know that, and the fans know that. So it's it's a difficult situation. It's a difficult it's a difficult spell for them at the minute. Think they're going through what we went through with, with Grealish. Kane just doesn't want to be there. Doesn't want to be there. And it, his his body language, his demeanor is just filtering through the club and fan base. And uh, like I said, if we can if we can get our our, our noses in front on, on Sunday and go up, I, I really expect us to go on and win. You know. Omar, do you think three five two? It kind of fell the time that we did it to to kind of go against Chelsea playing three at the back because we haven't we didn't obviously start the season with three at the back. Do you think it just worked so well at Chelsea and then we won with it the next game at Everton that we kind of not stumbled upon it because I think it would have been a plan to play it for certain games, but now it does feel like the formation that we should go with pretty much every week. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I don't think we're going to be too bedded to one formation. This season, I think it's going to be very much uh, not just through things as well. I think changes in form. So, you know, other people mentioned what we can do about the wingers because obviously we spent so much money on them. Are they going to get involved in games? Well, yeah, I think for now three five two works because we can get three in midfield and we can get two up front. But I don't think we'll be playing it the whole season. I think Dina's very very much going to change it. Horses for courses is a phrase that he's used so far in these last few weeks. And I, I think that's the way that we're going to go down at this present time. But the other players sitting on the bench, they'll get their chance to shine, I'm sure, uh, whether it's off the bench or whether it's, uh, you know, when we change it up. Because inev- inevitably, we won't win every single game. Um, there's going to come a time where... It's we not, not the attitude at all, Omar. No, I'm just being. I'm just being realistic. It's the way football works, you know. And, and you know, we just need to be cognizant of that because, you know, we saw it last season. We obviously went on an amazing run, then we had a, a bit of a bad patch, and that, that will happen. That happens in football. Um, and and at, at that point, maybe we'll see changes. Maybe we'll see a change in formation. I think different teams will, you know, will suit the three-five-two. Different teams will maybe suit the four-four-two or whatever formation we choose. So, I, I don't think we'll be bedded, but I think for the Maybe for the foreseeable future, definitely for the Spurs game, I think we'll play three five two. I think it works well. The players are well bedded into that system, and it's working well. Why change it? But you know, I, th- I don't think Dean's unlike last season when it was very much a rigid formation and a slight deviation from that in different games. But I think this time he will change it up as and when as and when required, depending on who's fit. And we'll get injuries and things like that, suspension. So he will have to change it at some point. But these players like Buendia, Bailey, Traore, we've seen them do amazing things off the bench already. We never had that last season. So whilst they may not be starting, they're still impacting games. And I think as long as players are coming on impacting games and making a difference, then they they, they will remain happy. Obviously, it's a headache for Dino, but that's the kind of headache you want. And we you know we saw on on against Man United the the difference uh, players make. But I think the big thing from different players make from the bench. But I think the big thing is competition for places. It brings everyone's levels up. I think that's what we've seen. I think the fact that we've got competition throughout the team now, yeah, uh, you know, we've got good, good, good backups throughout the team. I think everyone's raising the level because they know, you know, they 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 don't do well. You know, they have a couple of bad games, and there's someone there ready to take their place, fighting and chopping yeah. in a bit. And I think that's raised levels massively. Um, but you know, I, I think there's been a number of players that have been impressive. 
uh, in that three five two formation. I think it brings the best out of Matty Cash, especially. Yeah, he's been um, brilliant. He's been brilliant. Uh, you know, uh, he's he's a stat for you. Uh, I've never heard of this stat before. It's called expected threat. Ooh. Have you ever heard of that before? No, it sounds very lined <laughs> up. Yeah, it is. I saw. I think it's Villa Analytics who who posted it. It's a, it's a metric designed to show how much uh, open play actions improve a team's chances of scoring. So basically they impact on a team in terms of creating chances and having the ability to score goals. And he's ranked eighth in the league so far. I don't know how they measure it. I don't know how. Out the whole league? Uh, eighth of the whole league, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of Villa, former Villa players in there, including uh, your, uh, uh, including Ashley Westwood, surprisingly. Mm. Jack Grealish, Ruben Diaz, Mason Mount, uh, okay. Alexander Arnold, and Cash is right up there as well. So... It's a weird start. I've never heard that one uh, no. before, but it's an interesting one. I think a, a better stat um, is that he, I think he's he's created the m- most chances. Or was, uh, yeah, so the most goal-creating actions from dead ball situations um, as well. Because um, so of his throw-ins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're basically down to throw-ins, isn't it? Basically down to throw-ins, yeah. So yeah. I, think, I think he gets the best out of him, uh, that formation, not because of the throw-ins, but I think him getting up and down the pitch, you know, he's a, obviously a, a white, he was... A wide be a winger. Originally. Yeah, so he's yeah. he's an excellent crosser. I've always said it. He's got such good delivery. We've seen it so many times um, from him. He just is, hasn't had that much of an opportunity because we've, we've tended to play our fullbacks quite deep uh, and let the wingers do the work, with Jack especially being in that team. I think now you've seen him get forward. Uh, I suppose conversely on that, I think Mighty Target struggled a little bit going forward defensively he's been excellent he's getting better he's improving his fitness he's improving, is he's improving. Better he's, improving. he's improving but i think i think i can i expect more from my target because i know how good his ability is on the ball in terms of his passing and his crossing and i think um you know it'll come i'm sure it'll come hmm. um but i think they they just suit that kind of formation those two uh and i think again mcginn has got the best out of mcginn as well that formation because he's he's got that freedom to to roam and and press as well he's so good at pressing that it allows him to stay high up the pitch. You know, last year he didn't have the best of seasons. He had good, good moments and good games, but I don't think it was his best season. But that's because you no. know, obviously he was playing quite deep in a, in a different different position. Whereas this, I think, is this formation does get the best out of him. But you know, I'm sure there'll be there'll be different times and different games where we change it up. Leon Bailey, as we've seen him play left wing back, maybe he'll come in and play that position. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll play with one up front and play attacking midfielders. I, I don't know. I think. It's open for debate, but I think Dino will adjust in it. And with the new coaches that we got as well, you know, we're thinking in different ways. They're trying to be dynamic in the way that they think. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why Richard Kelly left and we brought in these new coaches because they're a bit, maybe a bit more modern uh, and they're thinking mm. a bit more, bit more dynamic. Like I said, so yeah, really, really, yeah. Either way, I'm comfortable with what formation they play. I think there's a lot of thought going into it. So three, five, two for now, but I wouldn't be surprised if we change it up in the near future anyway, depending on opposition. I think that might have been the longest monologue that we've ever had. Sorry. How long did I go on for? I felt, felt, like, felt long as I say, Dolan, itching, itching to get back in. Dolan, three at the back. I'll stay quiet now. No, 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 no. It, fe- it feels like three at the back. Maybe one of the reasons that we started playing is because Axel's been brought in on loan to play. We don't want to break up Mings and Konza. So you play three at the back and Axel comes in, he gets all three of them into the team. Mm. And that competition for places, again, Courtney Hawes comes in. And he does brilliant. So now Axel's missed a game through it being against his parent club and he's probably not going to get back in. So it's a healthy position to, yeah. be, to be in. I mean, we presume Hawes will play and I presume you would pick him for this game. I would, I would, you know. Um, 
he wants to play. You can see he's been a little bit frustrated. You know, he as his media company released a video after the Chelsea game with uh, like a montage of tweets. I think your tweet was in there. Um, and uh, I don't think uh, it was actually, but he yeah, replied, he replied, he replied, he replied to he a tweet, replied, didn't he? Replied, he replied, replied, to replied, yeah. But uh, yeah, he wants he just wants to play, man. And um, you know, he was he was outstanding on on uh, on Sunday. He was brilliant against Chelsea uh, in the cup last week as well. Um, Luke Twinsby just put a story up on his Instagram there a few hours ago saying like, thank know. you. Thank you for the it's long a, I think oh. people are reading way too much into this post. It's just a post saying thank you. People are acting yeah. like he's, he's leaving. He, no, that man, you could, I don't know what the situation is with his loan, but I know that he can't be pulled back until January because he's not a transfer window. You can only be pulled back from a loan in a, trans, in a transfer window. You know, he's not going anywhere. No. It's just that we've got him for the season as far as, far as I know. Yeah, if he's thanking us, then... He's just enjoying the support. Yeah. He loves it. Turns out he absolutely loves playing for Villa. He did when he was on loan last time. He looks yeah. happy. Didn't look happy at Manchester United. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, you know, at the minute, you know, that's why you have big squads. At the minute, he doesn't get in. House, House has to keep his place. He has to. Um, and... Uh, yeah, we'll see that again. That's, but that's the beauty of, of having a of having a top scorer. And when you and when you want to progress to be a top six, top eight team, then you're, you're going to have two good players in, in pretty much every position. And we're very lucky that we've got four four really, really, really good centre backs, um, all at a great age, all English. Yeah, and um, you know, is like it's just a great it's a great problem to have. Um, and uh, yeah, but for me, as you say, Hall, uh, Courtney Hawes has to has to keep his place for sure. Yeah, do you, do you think he will, Omar? I mean, Tuan Zabi will be be good to have just miss that one game and lose his place. But when someone's played as well as Hawes has done, and has never really let us down in general when he's come in, he, he's got to play, hasn't he? I mean, I think we've got a year's option left on on his contract, so he's up at the end of the season. His contract, but I think Villa can choose to extend it by a year if they need to, which I presume they would do, but you think he'd get offered an, a new contract of some description because, as I say, he's done well. He seems happy to be at Villa, happy to be competing for a place. But that's the thing for him now, isn't it? Once you're in the team, you've got to try and stay there. Yeah, definitely. And, and I like his attitude as well. You know, I don't know if you saw his post-match interview. He was yeah. talking about, you know, we're yeah. at Aston Villa. Well, we've got some great players. And, and I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that attitude. And you're right, he's never let us down. You know, he's he sort of he comes in the side, does a job, and comes out the side, and he never complains, never moans. He gets on with it and comes back and puts in a performance. So, I, I think with him and Twanzebe, it's a great competition as well. You know, we've got four really good centre backs there, something we haven't had for a long time. Uh, I think with House, he's a better defender than Twanzebe. I think Twanzebe is better on the ball. I think he's one of our best players in terms of progressive passing, Twanzebe. So I think. When we're playing against better teams, maybe it's a, a case of house. Horse, horse can play. Can play. Um, he can play. Yeah, he can play. I don't think he's. I don't think. I think he's probably the weakest out of all. Four mm. in terms on of the ball. On the ball. On the ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, as a defender, I think he's just immense. He's so set strong. Pieces, so set pieces, both ends. He's quality. Quality. Yeah. He's always a threat. Heading ability. You know, we saw against Lukaku as well. His strength as well. So I, I think he's, he's been he's been a fantastic buy. What, three million pounds, I think we paid for him, mm. or something like that. It was amazing buy, and I think for me, House stays on the side because he's done a job against the top teams in the last couple of weeks. So he deserves his spot. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised when we play weaker opposition where we're on more on the front foot and we need to impose ourselves in the game. Where if Twanzebe does play, because he's better in terms of progressing the ball and getting it into midfield uh, compared to House. But I think for now against Spurs, especially, I think they're winning. Um, at the moment, they're probably 
rebuild some of their confidence back from obviously the loss against Arsenal, then I, I'd I'd be surprised if House isn't starting. I, I would I would start him. Yeah, you'll put, I'm I'm almost a hundred percent certain that that he will play. I've just been told Kane scored a hat trick yeah, so far this afternoon. Well, hopefully that's that's his, that's that's his oh. three goals. I mean, who I mean, who are they playing? I couldn't tell you who they're playing. Well, they were, they, they were five hundred. They were five hundred to one to win the game, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, five hundred to one to win a football match. Apparently so. That's what I just. There was, wow. I, I was having a little mood to be at the lineup and uh, on on the Sky app, and um, I don't know if that was live. live. I think that must be now. I think that probably is now. If they're getting if they're getting well, pumped. This, this was because this, this was this was a two one. They were. Five hundred to one. Um, they're playing Mural. No, 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 still, still, still the same odds, and it's five one. So yeah, from what Sky have said, they were five hundred to win. Uh, five hundred to one. So I'll not be reading too much into Harry Kane hat trick. I'm sure the media absolutely, absolutely pissing themselves tonight over this hat trick. But I mean, um, yeah, no, no big worry. I've no Just idea. Get... Uh, no, I wouldn't even be able to say what country they're from. I mean, but to be fair, I was watching Sheriff the Real Madrid the other night, and I didn't know where they were from. Either. So, there's all sorts going on. Their badge, by the way, is one of the best things I've ever seen. It looks like a piece of clip art off, off Microsoft Paint. I mean, <laughs> really? sh- sh- it's literally a Sheriff's badge. That is literally is what it is. Absolutely, man. I mean, there's a, oh, a big Slovenia. controversy. There's a big controversy Slovenia. behind Sheriff, so I probably shouldn't laugh about it too much. Dolan, I did a podcast earlier on my Who Scored podcast, and I don't write the script for it. It's written by, written by Who Scored. But one of the questions in there is, is, a, is a telling question and a, and a great question as a Villa fan to read out. Are Villa now stronger than Spurs? Do Villa have a stronger squad than Spurs? I mean, I look at Spurs' central midfield, for example. It's pretty, pretty average. Just, um, I know they've got Kane, I know they've got Son, but looking around the rest of the team, we've got too many players I'd want in the Villa team from the Spurs side. Yeah, on form, on form. Even in have, general? I don't know, I still think their squad's quite good. You know, you look at the Brands tonight, um, you know, Son, Dyer, Emerson Royal, Sanchez, Hoiberg, Tangana. Yeah, that's just... because they're probably playing their kids against this yeah, team we've never heard or, of. Uh, yeah, but they, they even they're, they've even got Ali, the Celso, Doherty's in there, Regalon, Joe Root. I mean, I, I mean, I think, I think, you know, we're on the way. If anything, yeah, we're on the way for sure. Yeah, we're on the way for absolutely, absolutely. Um, and like I said, if you go on the pod, we're 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 only going to start adding one or two a season now. We're only going to start drip feeding in quality. We're not going to be. We don't have to rebuild. So the rebuild was was when we first came up. We we had the rebuild then, and, and we did it. Um, but we're certainly on a par. But something we've got we've got ourselves back at that table. You know, we're definitely at that table. Um, you know, I thought I know Everton had a lot of players missing on on on, on that Saturday, but even even our bands compared to compared to Everton's that night was 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 just just miles ahead of miles ahead of um of them. So, um, listen, Spurs are a good team. Spurs are a good team. They've got a really good squad. I just think with Spurs at the minute, I just think it's all down to personnel in terms of. Management and then the whole hurricane saga, but um, Spurs are still decent. But if we can just get at them, I think, I think just, I just think they're confident. I just, I just don't think they're a happy, they're a happy bunch. So um, I don't think it's a lack of quality. I just think it's more probably a lack of confidence, and um, they're probably lacking, yeah, just that mental belief uh, at the minute because there's just a really not a great feeling around around the club. I still think you know our start that ever against United. On paper, on Saturday, like you don't look at it and go, "My God, he's world class." We don't have, we don't have a world class footballer at, at, at the club. I don't. Uh, think. Jacob Jacob Ramsey. Hello. Uh, well, 
world class. I say we've got a world class goalkeeper. Yeah, don't we've that. got a world class keeper, but I don't think I don't think you know on paper we've got a world class. We've got world yeah. class players, you know. Whereas for and me, man, you did have some. They had four guys. Really, it's, 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 it's the team. It's this the way it's knitted. It's the way it's knitted together. Exactly, mate. Exactly, and you know, if you know, if you know what you're doing, and you know your role, and you're confident, because listen, these guys are all—they're all professional footballers playing at the highest level, so they're all capable. You know, they're all capable of 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 beating each other. Um, but I don't look at our team on paper and go, you know, that they they are a team of of world class names. But this is it. You said it perfectly at the start of the show. United are a team of individuals throwing the pitch. Absolutely no no sort of thought or plan. Uh, Tactics-wise, I don't see a, an identity. I don't really know where they're going. So they're, they're a, a bunch of world-class players throwing on the pitch. And we aren't. We are a team. And we're, we've got a team of players that want to play for the club. I want to be there. I want to play for the manager, and I think it's it's always going to be a, a recipe for success. Yeah, Tottenham are a little bit like that actually as well. I watched them against Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal are no great shakes them, themselves, but they comfortably dominated Tottenham, which led me feeling very good going into this game. I, I, I really fancy us. It's dangerous. I think it's the kind of game, Omar, where if you can get off to a good start, even if you don't score, even if you can just try and dominate the game, put them under a bit of pressure. That crowd's going to get antsy because they've lost three three in a row now. I think in in the league, you know, that crowd's going to turn. It did last season when when we got on top of them. This is a great chance to go to a bigger wide ground and get another three points. Yeah, I'm I'm really confident. Um, as you remember, as you probably recall, I was very confident about my United game as well. You were, uh, yeah, you were. You well, yeah, I don't remember that. Is that what happened? Yeah. Well, I said did. I said we're due one. I said we're going to win. Oh, well, I mean, we I mean, we've been due one for about the last the last yeah, hundred years just, against I, Manchester you United. You say enough, it's going to be right eventually, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm very confident against Spurs. I think I don't really understand the new uh, the the appointment uh, that they've made because he's a very defensive manager. And well, there's no one else. Well, that's yeah, it. I know, I get that, but you know, they they that doesn't they. There's a bit like Villa back under Randy Lerner uh, when when Martin O'Neill left. There's no sense of direction, no idea or type of manager, the type of philosophy you want to have. They're looking at certain managers and they're changing completely to a different type of manager. Well, they got they got the director of football for Conte, yeah, and then didn't hire yeah. Conte. Exactly, so exactly. It didn't, didn't really work. But that exactly. was the reason that director of football came in. Whatever they say, hundred percent. That was that was the reason. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And I think Spurs can be got at as well. They, they're playing a style of football that their player's not used to. And I do think Spurs have a good squad. You know, I think Hoiberg especially is a player I, I, I would take. I would take I, Honestly, Yeah, but I honestly think we are I, I level, think, no, if not better. No, I don't I know about that, but that. I think I'm not, sure, I'm not 100% on that because I think obviously we've got to see how what happens throughout the season. I think it's easy to say. At, at this point? Weeks. At this point, you know, yeah, obviously we're better, but I think, you know, you need to see. It. But I definitely think the gap that we've managed to close in such yeah. a short amount of time is it's absolutely massive. it's just massive it's ridiculous mm-hmm. with with Arsenal Everton Spurs West Ham you know these these teams were Leicester. two or three years ago were Leicester were far far above us and, and way Wolves. ahead of us and it, Wolves we've surpassed you know yeah. the Wolves fans have had their a few years of glory um, but I think the Spurs can be got at. I think they play a very methodical style very sanguine style and I think you know we it, there's, a, there's a sat going around that I saw that we we attack with the most uh with the with the so measure a direct speed 
So again, a weird stat for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go again. But it's the staty cash, yeah, not you. I love loves the stat. I like that staty cash. That's probably one of the best things you've ever said on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna go staty target, but I went staty no, cash. Stati I don't know into it. So yeah. it's a measure, and this is where I think we've been effective. So we talk about a team game and how we play. Um, it's a measure of how quickly a team progresses the ball upfield. And again, one of the stat pages I saw, I can't remember which one. I need to look through again. Uh, which one it was? Uh, I was Villa, Villa Analytics. Uh, it was a repost of Opta. Just getting but, a lot of shout outs, shout outs, not Villa Analytics. Uh, yeah, getting yeah. a lot of shout outs. Uh, yeah, enjoy, enjoy. But it shows you how we're attacking and how we're playing. Uh, we're just very, very attack minded, very direct. But direct, not like last season where we were launching it forward and then hoping Watkins gets the ball down and Grealish is in a forward position and then we attack from there. It's playing through the middle, it's playing through midfield and getting runners off the ball. And that's something we've not seen from Villa side for a long time. And I think that kind of style of football is very effective against a side like Spurs, who are very, like I said, uh, you've, you've seen it against Arsenal. You know, there's just a really weird style of football they're playing at this moment where it's a bit like Wolves, where, you know, they would very much build very slowly and be very defensively organised, but sort of teeter around the edges and not not play progressive passes, quick passes and move around Again, quickly. I'm, like, just on that note about, like, about you know, progression. I'm so fed up with, with fans saying that we need to bring in a bigger name manager if we want to go to the next level. I mean, no, the, no the player, like Dean Smith makes football players better. There you go. End of story. You know, what that guy has done for us is, um, is incredible. Incredible. I think Bud um, uh, puts a tweet up of the league position this time four years yeah, ago. Yeah, we were like 50 we in the like, championship we or something. Behind, we it? were behind Bolton, you know, uh, in the championship. And it is just, it is unbelievable. And um, listen, football is a very fickle game. It, it is it is what it is. And, and um, I'm sure if Twitter was around back in the 90s or back in whenever, then there's, there's there people would have been saying the same thing about, about other managers that went on to have great careers. Yeah. But for me, Dean Smith just makes players better. And again, I if somebody said to me today, do you, want, do you want Conte at Villa or do you want to stick with Dean Smith? Dean Smith, all day long. I want to go down this route of people that want to be at our football club. It's like, you know, we spoke about the the youth system and the youth setup. I want players that want to be at our football club. I don't want, it's like Ancelotti at, at Everton. It was never it was never the right fit. It was never going to work. No. Didn't want to be there. It's just the wrong fit. And, and we and we were kind of losing our, our minds when when everyone got Ancelotti in, and you know didn't didn't he didn't do anything? You know he brought in James Rodriguez. He, he was costing them probably the guts one hundred eighty one hundred eighty thousand a week or whatever, and didn't again didn't want to be there. Didn't even know who, who they were playing. You know, and he's out the club. And for me, you know, stick, stick Dean Smith is honestly he is one of the most underrated managers in. Uh, in this country, if not in Europe, the way he plays, the the um, you know the the level of detail. Even as a man, he's a he's an absolute gentleman. And man, man management is un, he's oh, unreal. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. And for some of the represent our, our football club to have him. We are so privileged and so lucky to have a, a man like Dean Smith representing our football club as a Villa fan as well. Everything about him, he's just a class act. And um, yeah, I just thought I'd, I'd sort of get that out there because yeah. it does bug me occasionally when 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 um, I would do. I genuinely won't worry, worry about it. But yeah, people, it, just, it, it, it's social media. It's social media. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Well, but we all read it. The, we all read it, and, and, and yeah, and it it does annoy you when you read, you know, when you, when you read such thing. But I just think, um, 
I just think for me, you know, he makes players better. End of, you know, his my management is second to none. And he plays a great brand of football. Uh, what else do you want? The guys, the guys work absolute miracles. And, and I mean, youth I'm, as well. And, and youth, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. taken a little bit of time, but I think that's just because Villa's youth system wasn't right when, yeah. when he first came in. It's taken years to get that right. I remember doing the Villa View Live when we got promoted, Dolan. Yeah. I remember, I remember saying, I'd, whatever happens, I want Dean Smith to be here for the next four or five years and, and being given time. You know, that's kind of coming to fruition now. Yeah. If, if you gave him that time, I reckon by the end of it, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be a top six Premier League club. I, I think season upon season, there's been progress. I think there'll be progress again this year. Um, I think he, he does just deserve a huge amount of credit and he's a great bloke as well, which, you know, he's, he's, can be rare. Yeah, um, amazing bloke. Um, just got the right principles. Uh, the way I, another, a good way of judging a manager, I think, is always their post-match comments. Um, he's always uh, very honest. Not, not yeah. Exactly, and I think uh, very rarely where I where I listen to him speak after a game and go, no, I don't agree with that. I think that's completely wrong. I think you're you're talking, you know, you're talking nonsense. I, I yeah, like some like some of Bruce's towards the end guy. of his time. Yeah, he said he yeah, said all sorts. Well, even at the beginning of his time, yeah. It said all sorts. We've seen it with even Martin Neal. We've seen it. Um, you know, we've seen it with all types of managers. Uh, I think, and I think that that is a great sign of him. I think that he's he's very hum- he's a very humble man. Very he humble. knows his strengths. Yeah. Uh, he knows his weaknesses, and you know, a sign of a good manager. You know, we, you see it not just in football, but in the world of business or the world or whatever your industry you're in. A sign of a good manager is that they surround themselves with the right people. But, he, but he, he's also transformed. He's also transformed. Uh, Brentford as well, bringing in Thomas Frank as a, as his yeah. assistant, and now look at Brentford. You know he set mm. that. He he yeah. put he he set that. He does DNA. still get a lot of credit from the Brentford fans, though, they, they, especially on the athletic. If you read the Brentford Probably. pieces, they they give give Dean Smith a lot of credit still. Uh, you know, and you think of the players he's bought over the years, and you know we talk about. I, I listen. One thing about Bruce, I'll always say Bruce can he can buy a player. He, you know he can pick a player. Don't get me wrong. You know he bought Robertson at Hull. He bought Maguire. He bought in McGinn for us. You know he's unearthed uh, Joe Willock as a talent. I think I, mm. you know, Maxim. I think Bruce has a very good ability to to. He's got a good eye for a player. But again, you look at Dean Smith and the players he brought in at Brentford: Mopai, Ben Rama, Watkins, uh, Konza, Konza. You know, and there's probably there's so many more that I've missed out there. So many more, but. He created that. He he was he got that the, the, the DNA the DNA of that football club. That was him. The reason they're in the Premier League is but is because of him. You know he got that club on the right track, left them in a really really healthy position, brought in Thomas Frank as as assistant. Look at look at the job he's done. Incredible job, absolutely incredible job. But he's but like he took over a club that was in such a healthy position with such a talented a talented uh, squad of players, and he didn't have to do much. Thomas Frank just had to just had to carry on with what Smith had left him, and he's obviously you know I think Thomas Frank's been a breath of fresh air this uh, this season. I've always liked the guy. I think he's a again a, re- a really top manager, um, and I, I, sad to say, I think in a, in a few years he might he might be um, at a at a top six top top eight club. Um, but yeah, so again, not only has he transformed Villa's fortunes, but he's transformed he's, he's completely transformed uh, Brentford as well. So incredible, absolutely incredible. 
Yeah, Dolan's got to go shortly because his mother-in-law is due to arrive. So let's end quickly with the big question. So obviously, Emmy Martinez had his penalty antics last week. You absolutely love to see it. Absolutely putting Fernandez under the mill, putting him under so much pressure, and he blazes his penalty over Old Trafford pretty much. So where do you two think Emmy Martinez ranks as a Premier League goalkeeper for, for Villa at the moment? At the moment, I think he, I think if you ask that question. Uh, the start of next season, I think he, he would probably, you'd probably have to say if he carries up the, the level of form uh, this season uh, as he did last season, I think he's got to be up there with 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 one of the greats for us. Um, again, he's top Martin, three now, isn't it? I think. Yeah, Bosnitz, yeah, probably Bosnitz, top three. Bosnitz, Friedel, and Martinez for me. Mm, um, I'd have him at two actually. I'd have him at two already. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I, I think he's he's right up there with Bozzi for me. Um, going to take a lot to beat Bozzy for me. Yeah, nice guy as well. Good and, guy, Bozzy. Uh, Martinez has actually got the best uh, clean, clean sheet percentage record as well for the Premier League. Maybe his statty cash again. I think it's about 41.86. How do you know? Where have you got that in front of you? Where have you pulled that from? I told you I came from. Yeah, Billy, he's got a bit of analytics. He's paid. This was actually this is this is AVFC Stato. That had this, oh, that, he follows all the stuff. Follows all the follows all the stats. Well, you know, I thought I thought I'd bring stats to to the proceedings because nice. uh, you nice. know just just change it up. But yeah, he's AJ is there. I agree with that order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but for me, Boz, yeah, Bozzi, Martinez, Friedel, hundred uh, percent. Um, can I can I give you a quick question, trivia question to end? You do. If Dolan's got time, I'm here for Dolan, it. Dolan, you got quick quick time. Yeah. yeah. So he doesn't like the got... trivia though, Dolan. He doesn't. I don't oh, think he likes the trivia. Oh, we got we got Spurs obviously coming up away. My first ever away game was Spurs away. Okay. And, I, and I walked in and I saw Nigel Rio Coca score straight away. I was at that game. Yeah. So we we won two one. Rio Coca young for us. Yeah. Which player scored for Spurs? Bent. Yeah. Well done. He's Didn't supposed, even, supposed to give me some like. You know, I was, I was at the game. I remember it. Give... All right. Yeah, it was a it was a rare away victory for me. We never never bloody won. Well, I'm aware. Talking about goalkeepers was that was Herrera Gomez, wasn't it? And yeah, he made a mistake. He should have said. He should have said. Yeah, Young was great. Yeah, Clanger, great game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had we had yeah, two, we had two or three seasons. Do you remember the four all game? Uh, away yeah. at Spurs, that was outrageous. And then we beat them. Yeah, we 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 had a good we had a good run there. Um, well, that do you remember that game? I think it was four two or four three. Graham Fenton scored an absolute worldly. But are you going uh, back there? I do remember it. Ninety. Mm. 94-95 that was yeah, 94, absolutely. Yeah, here's a quiz question who was the manager that day uh, uh, John Gregory uh, or Brian Little uh, no not 94-95 oh with Atkinson Ron Atkinson nope it wasn't was he, was, he, was Jim, he was Jim Barron caretaker Jim Barron. manager uh, that's who Barron. it was one game 100% record Jim Barron I think Jim Barron yeah, I think yeah. he was there. I think he was the only manager. He was there. That was his only game great, as manager. That's a great quiz question. I might use that on my pod later. And you can have that. Take that tonight when you do your pod after. Oh, actually, I'm doing it tomorrow. I'm doing it tomorrow. Are you doing tomorrow? Try and take it. Yeah. Hopefully, no one else has listened. I've got to go. 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 I've got to
and, and, and buy some mugs, John McGinn mugs, if you fancy it. There might be a few Jack Grealish mugs on there still, though, so you probably don't want to buy those, but there's still some some others knocking around, so, yeah, have a look. Also, have a look on the Luke Roper store as well and use the discount code TVV20 if you want to get 20% off the Luke Roper goods. I said earlier, you can pretend to be a racing car driver like me. I kind of look a little bit like I've got the helmet on tonight as well. You're having it. A few rumours there's a wig, mate. I've heard. Mm-hmm. This is a, has my hair been getting stick in the comments again? I know I don't. No, not today. A few today. years not ago. Today. No, not today. Just not me. today. That's good. That's good. Yeah, lovely, lovely stuff. Then that does us. Thanks ever so much for tuning in, and thanks to the guys for talking to me for the last hour as well. We will be back with a post-match point either on Sunday or Monday, depending on whether I get to the game or not. So hopefully Monday night we'll be doing the post-match point because hopefully I will be at Spurs on Sunday. Fingers crossed. So take care. Have a good rest of the evening and up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.